0: Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. ClarkDeals.com is where we're posting all the January clearance deals of various types coming up later. I'm going to talk about why this is going to be the biggest clearance month in January and then again in February, we have ever experienced following a Christmas season, especially shocking being in a strong economy, a relatively strong economy. I'll feed in on that later. And a little sooner than that, in today's Clark moment, I want to tell you a special thing about writing the year. You may have heard this. I want to make sure if you did not, you understand the implications about how you fill out documents now in the 20s. How about that? First time I've said that on the show in the 20s the we're, we'll have a name for it after the fact what we call this. hundred years ago it was the roaring 20s. We'll see what this one becomes. So I don't know if you heard all the arguing going on leading up to New Year's since people, have not enough news to cover, and there were all these things about, now, you know, this really isn't the start of a new decade. But the new decade starts January 1st, 2021. So that is just way too much detail that any of us need. We're in the 20s, and it is always a new beginning each decade. So even if technically this isn't a decade, I'm calling it. The 20s right now. And one of the things that is changing this year are a lot of the rules involving how retirement plans work. And You may have seen uh, brief headlines or heard brief dispatches on the SECURE Act, and it modified a very large number of things about retirement accounts, one of note specifically for senior citizens, is that this thing called required minimum distributions, which people mess up all the time, and they get hit with a 50% tax rate for not doing it right, has been delayed from age 70 and a half to 72. Originally, the proposal in Congress that I mentioned, uh, gosh, six or eight months ago, was that it was proposed that it would Eliminate them till age 75. The idea is there's a point at which it's mandatory that you start spending what you've saved in IRAs and traditional 401ks, traditional IRAs, traditional 401ks. And so that's now delayed to 72. But the big action was all about trying to get people to save for retirement. And there are some particular provisions I want to make sure you are aware of Roughly half of us work for smaller businesses that have not been able to afford to offer 401k plans. There's a lot of administrative hassles and administrative expenses involved in offering a 401k. A lot of times employers don't have enough knowledge about it and will end up choosing really bad 401k plans for themselves and for their employees. By bad, I mean ultra high cost plans. So one of the most important things for the half of Americans who today are not offered retirement plans at work is that small employers are going to be allowed to band together to offer big company style and much lower cost 401k plans. And this is something that will gradually emerge over this year as a great way for smaller employers to be on roughly an equal footing with large employers and be able to offer employees a reasonable 401k plan. You know, for my company, I faced a lot of the very high expenses that you face as a small employer. And what I chose to do is something a lot of employers cannot afford to do And that is I absorb all those expenses, all those administrative costs for my employees so that we're able to offer them a 401k plan that is equivalent in cost to what they'd have with a big company. Again, I'm privileged to be able to do that. Most smaller employers can't afford it and they're not going to have to deal with that choice as the ability for smaller employers to band together, will become more and more known through 2020. The second thing is that part-timers are usually excluded from participating in 401k plans. That's going to be outlawed. Employers are going to have to make 401k plans accessible to their part-time workers. And that you'll see, not required till next year, but you'll see it start appearing with employers this year at least i'm hoping there's another big change coming with the 401k's and that is a much larger ability for employers to automatically enroll you and take a big chunk of your pay and put it into a 401k this is something that you know i if i were your emperor everybody would be required to save 10 to 15 cents of every dollar they make their whole working lifetime for retirement. And that's why I'll never be your emperor because that would be a very unpopular thing. But the reality is we as Americans, more so than most other places on earth, we allow our spending to rise to whatever our paychecks are, sometimes that plus. And so having mandatory enrollment and big-time percent of pay going into 401ks is something that will be part of the 401k environment. And so as an employee, you'll still be able to go to HR benefits or whoever it's called, wherever you work, and say, no, I don't want to do this, and you'll be able to roll it back. But most people, once they're enrolled, keep going with it. And the idea is that you're never going to be able to live with comfort off of just what Social Security might pay you. And many of us aren't going to be physically able to work the rest of our days. So forcing you to save for retirement, which seems so non-libertarian, is actually a, a good thing for your long term. There are many other changes as well, it's impossible to get into all of them because everybody would fall asleep as it gets more and more detailed. So I won't bore you with that, but I know that we have had posted on Clark.com endless questions about specific details, and as those questions come up with you asking me on the show, I will answer those specific questions for you. Mike is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mike. Hello, Clark. How are you today? Great, thank you, Mike. You want to join me as an obsessive compulsive walker?
1: Yeah. So first of all, thanks for all the all the advice you give. I'm I listening to the podcast all the time, I make my kids listen too.
0: <laughs> now, isn't that um child cruelty making a kid listen to me? <laughs> Seriously? They'll thank me later. <laughs> yeah, but in the meantime, they'll be dad, can't we listen to music? <laughs>
1: Uh, So I set a New Year's resolution to walk 10,000 steps a day. And I listen to the show all the time, so I know you're an avid walker. So I just wanted to get some advice on how you do it. It seems to be okay on the weekends, but I have trouble during the week with work and all.
0: So I wish that I had all my family members here with me right now because they could make so much fun of me. But I'm going to tell you something that sounds ridiculous but is actually true. So I... For three years, I walked um, or ran or exercised, whatever, Seventeen, more than 17,000 steps a day. And when I had my annual physical, my doctor in his straight face told me I was over-exercising and wanted me to cut back to 15,000. Well, I'm looking at my fitness tracker, I'm still averaging over 16,500, so I really haven't listened completely. But what I do is... Uh, okay just forgive me this is going to sound ridiculous you ready are you with me yep i'm ready i actually walk up and down the hall in our house when i'm short steps in the evening and my kids sometimes will come and get alongside me and walk to laugh at me and my daughter posted something the other day uh i think it's called a vine she posted i'm trying to remember which one of the, all the different social media she does, asking me, interviewing me as I'm walking, what was I doing to show how ridiculous her father was? But I just am focused on when normally, like in the evening, when you just be sitting on your rear end watching something on TV or whatever, that I get up and I walk, even in the house, if it's pretty outside or light outside, like in the uh, late spring, summer, early fall, I will walk outdoors at night to get those last steps. But when it's dark out and in the winter, I walk indoors. So I know that's extreme. You're silent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I've been doing is I got some advice from my sister-in-law, taking a break at work, like a 10-minute break, and just go walk for 10 minutes. And then in the afternoon, I do the same thing, a 10-minute break, and walk in the afternoon. So that seems to help get the steps up.
0: Yeah, and... uh, There is actually a school of thought in uh, medicine that doing 10-minute pieces of exercise through a day is potentially better for your health than doing like a 30-minute exertion just once a day, that it clears your head, it gives you more pep and energy to go back into work. And so think about when so many people used to smoke and they'd go take a smoke break for 10 minutes. You're taking those 10 minutes to, to clear your head and get some exercise, get some steps in.
1: Yeah, I found it helped so far, so I'm going to try to keep it up.
0: So whatever method works, set a goal that's realistic for yourself and stick to it. And don't be as obsessive as I am, but just have a pattern, a routine, and get that exercise in because it changes your, your health, it changes your future... And your mental attitude is just so much better when you're active. Greg is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Greg. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Clark. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you. Greg, you, yes. you are New Year's yeah. resolutioning on me, aren't you? I am. I am. So we decided we wanted to cut our spending this year by 10%. And what I'm looking for is some sort of app that makes that kind of easy. I, I, I tracked last year in a spreadsheet, and that was very tedious and difficult. So I know what I spent last year, so I want to see is there a way, is there an app out there that works pretty well to track this year's spending and do the comparison? And the second part of the question is,
2: is is it really safe to give these apps all your account data and, and everything they
0: ask for? That
2: That's is a, a great scary.
0: question, and I always answer that timidly because – the sites that track your spending work so hard with encryption and to protect themselves from hackers, but there's always the outside risk. But life is not without risk. I want to give you a couple of options. Mint is free, and I'd like for you to start with mint. And okay. if, you can, if you can make mint work for you, then you're not paying for it. But if you awesome. find that Mint doesn't get the job done, there's one that people pay for that people really, really seem to like, and it costs roughly 80 bucks a year for youneedabudget.com. Youneedabudget.com, okay. Yeah, and, and the app, you know, they abbreviate as YNAB, and but you go to the website, youneedabudget.com, and you'll see how they do how they structure it to try to get your regular spending, your monthly spending, and your daily spending under tight control. And so it, it has to be something that people have found effective because otherwise why would people pay 80-plus bucks a year for the, for the app and tools that you need a budget.com offers? But I have one other strategy that throws all that stuff out the window. Okay. And that is save up front 10% of what you make. Just have it come straight out of your check before you get it. Retirement plan at work, uh, direct deposit into a savings account with an online bank or a credit union, where you just pull the 10 cents of every dollar out of your life, and then you force yourself to live within the limits of the other 90 cents of each dollar you make is another approach, and it's one that I find works for a lot of people. Today's Clark Regis moment is about the 20s. So as part of the 20s, it's really easy when you write on anything to just do month, date, and two-digit year. And people very commonly did that last decade. And there are warnings everywhere that don't do that on anything in the 20s. That you want, particularly this year, you want to always write a four digit date, 2020. The reason this is really important is that on any document, a contract or a lease, or any check you write, if you only put down two digits for the year, anyone could come along and put in anything they wanted and make it look like you signed something in 2019, 2018, uh, whatever. They could essentially backdate the agreement, the contract, the lease, whatever, potentially to your harm and detriment. So it's a simple thing, and hopefully it would never become a problem for you in your life, but on any documents you sign, any check you write, does anybody still write checks? Anything like that, four digits for the year, simple thing, it'll take you a split second to write those two additional digits, get in the habit, make yourself safe. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. ClarkDeals.com is where we saved you money all through the Christmas shopping season and continue to save you money in the clearance season that we are in. And I mentioned earlier this is going to be the biggest clearance year that we have ever seen that I am aware of following the Christmas shopping extravaganza. And very unusual, you expect to have a big clearance season when we've been in a bad economy. But why now in an economy that most of the economy is doing well right now? So it's because... This year broke pattern. Retailers are in absolute shock because so many items that people purchased in November and December are being returned in unprecedented numbers. No one's ever, ever seen anything like this. In fact, a lot of the items coming back have... Essentially, no value for the retailer. I'm seeing as a result clearance sales at prices that are ridiculous, especially on any kind of apparel. That items, there's a double whammy for retailers that already the spring merchandise is on shelves, no matter the calendar saying we've got more than two more months of winter. The spring merchandise already is out on the shelves at most retailers or online on their sites for sale. And this absolute massive amount of goods is showing up as returns for retailers overwhelmingly winter kind of goods. So the clearance sales are not a slogan for so many. Situations this year, they are the real deal. And the markdowns are off the charts. Why? Well, this was the first Christmas season that a big chunk of clothing sales were online. Historically, people bought other goods online, but clothing people tended to buy in person. The return rates are stunning to everybody in retail on the online purchases. In fact, one stat I saw in the Financial Times was that online purchases are being returned at three times the rate of in-store purchases. And nobody's math models accounted for that. Retailers don't even have places to store all the stuff, so they're renting trailers or renting warehouse space just to put all the returns. These items are so overwhelming the staffing of retailers in their warehouses and other facilities that it's going to be a longer time till the goods are back available for sale online or in a physical store, driving down the value of these items even more. So this year, unique as I can recall, We're going to continue to see clearance sales into February and the markdowns will be really, really great. The truth is next year, next Christmas season will have to be different because retailers cannot afford what they're facing. No way they can handle this. And the way that the rules work for online purchases in particular will be tightened for next Christmas season because the generous uh, free delivery and wide return rights have boomeranged on retailers and a lot of the retailers that aren't going to survive is going to be because of what happened with the massive, what I saw one one writer referred to as as the tsunami of return goods that apparently that's what it feels like to anybody working in the returns department at any retailer so it was good while it lasted but it means that phenomenal bargains are out there and are going to continue to be out there for the next several weeks Garrett's with us on the Clark Howard show hi Garrett Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Garrett. How can I serve you today? Well, I've been
2: hearing a lot of things on on radio, mostly radio, maybe even during your show, commercials for uh, protection against home title theft. And for people like me, I only have a couple of years left on my mortgage and it starts getting you thinking and, and, and getting concerned saying, is this something I have to be concerned about or is this just kind of a money-making thing that that uh, they're, they're trying to get, uh, that, you know, are they trying it's to c- get money? It's kind of yeah. That's a worried about. That's
0: a great question, and I'd say the answer is kind of in between. So mm-hmm. there is a highly unlikely, extremely remote chance that someone will engage in title theft or title fraud. And how this works is somebody may pretend to be the owner. Uh, This especially applies when a mortgage has been fully paid off and someone will forge documents and apply for a cash-out refi or do a home equity line of credit against your home pretending they're you. Mm. And so it is so, so rare, you're much more likely to die of a bee sting than ever from something (laughs) like this. So it does happen, and what we did, I felt like this was one I really, I was getting so many calls about this, I felt like we really needed to reach out to people in the real estate industry, and what we did was we talked to five different uh, real estate attorneys, each independently of the other, and they didn't know what anybody else had said, and all five were unanimous and emphatic that this is not a necessary product to purchase, because the title fraud is so extremely, extremely rare. Gotcha. That you, can't, you know, true. there are things in life that you can't plan against every contingency. Yeah. And the sometimes there are telltale signs. You know, you'll see things showing up at your home that would indicate somebody else has been messing around with your home ownership. But also counties around the country that are savvy to this have been rolling out registries that you can register on and they notify you whenever there's any activity at all involving your title and it would be a good idea for you to check with the county where you live and see if they have any kind of homeowner or title registry where you are notified when there's any activity involving your home or your home title.
2: And what what municipality would that be? That, that would be the that would be the
0: county you live in.
2: The county. Okay.
0: Unless you're in Louisiana, it would be the parish. But everywhere else, it would yeah. be the county. Okay.
2: All right. Well, I guess that answers that. That, that makes me feel a little better, and uh, I'll take your advice and uh,
0: move forward without uh, without purchasing. And the great news is you're almost completely mortgage debt free, which is going to feel like a very special day.
2: Yeah, there will be a couple of kids in college, so that' that'll, that'll help, help. it'll help at the time, I'm sure. So
0: that is great news for you. I mean, you're going to be mortgage debt free. They'll be out of college. What are you gonna do with all that found money? Linda's with us on the Clark Howard show. Hi, Linda. Hi, Clark. Linda, you okay. have been hunting around at home, for homes on Zillow. What did you find? Well I actually,
3: um, the house next door to us is for sale so I went on Zillow to kind of check it out and then while I was doing um, a search I plugged in my own address and I noticed on the results I was scrolling through and it, it gave another site that said current residence at my address and I clicked on it and it brought me to a page on another website that had my name on it, but somebody else's name as a current address that I have no idea who that person is.
0: Okay, so in this case, let's go ahead and name site. So first it was on Zillow, and Zillow's yes. link referral took you to what site? Let's see if it's one I've heard of. It was called Spokio. Oh, okay. So Zillow must get a referral fee for who they send over, and then Spokio, you can then pay them for a deeper dive of information and Mm -hmm. that's how they make their money so the databases that they're relying on may or may not be accurate and so if you started seeing a pattern of mail coming to your house with the name on it of whoever this ufo was listed at your address that would be something to start maybe having some at least low-level concern about. But if it's just a Spokio thing that somehow picked up at your address that there was this name attached to it, I don't think I'd fret about that too much. How long have you lived at your address?
3: Well, that's just it. We've lived here for 15 years, and it actually showed past um, residents, and one of them was my son. And he was listed, and then it showed his address where he lives now. So this was just very strange to the, us. And this UFO like, person something.
0: was there. Yes. Any you know, like, chance, how long person? has your house existed? Um, it was built in 1982. Okay, so it's possible, I mean, in the 38 years that that house has existed, you were there 15, it's possible this stray name at some point lived in that house or was a renter in that house or owner of that property. Okay. So unless, are you getting any email address to that name? No, sir, not yet, no. So I, until that would happen, I would say that there's probably nothing for you to worry about. I mean, there could be, I could go home today and read a story that says, oh, if you see this, that, or the other, you need to mm-hmm. worry about uh, this happening, but I'm that's not on my radar at all. And I read way too much every day.
3: Okay. Thank you so very much. You put you our concern a little bit more at ease.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. And hopefully that is just an innocent explanation. Or again, it can be clerical in nature that okay. something would show on Spokio like that. Okay. Thank you so very, very much. Sure. Have a great day. David's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, David. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you, David. What's up with you? Well, I've got a, a good problem. I
2: want to know where I can invest money, uh, that's tax smart, uh, even though I don't have an earned income, so I can't do a Roth IRA and I don't believe I can do a regular IRA. I have a pension income and I have uh, income from rental homes that my wife and I own but we're looking to have that money um, work for us instead of just sitting in the bank when we do get it
0: so when you have excess cash throwing off every month the question comes how soon if ever the money that you're looking for a place to put in a as smart a tax way as you can how soon might you need any of that money?
2: I you know we have we have my wife is really good at saving she has an emergency fund but then we have you know probably three times that in the emergency fund that we really need so uh, i'm talking in excess of anything that i would even have that i could get within you know a day or a week um so i have
0: so this uh, is money, money really for far into the future or is as an asset that maybe loved ones would inherit Exactly. And I'm young enough that I,
2: I mean, I might need it down the road, but I'm l- lucky that we were both retired fairly early. Um, but I'm thinking I won't need it for another 20 years. So I'd like to invest ah. it in something that, you know, I can down the road in 20 years that uh, it will hopefully triple or quadruple by then or sure. something like that. And then and then if my uh, my kids get it, that's fine. But if I can use it then, then that's fine, too.
0: All right, so I can't guarantee any return to you at all, but I can guarantee you very favorable tax treatment if you were to put the money in a what's known as a broad market or total market index fund, Okay, where you own thousands of stocks of all size companies. And the way that a total stock market index fund is structured, the... Tax due every year on the earnings is very tiny, and the most of the tax is deferred at what today would be a favorable tax rate known as a capital gains tax rate at the time you would eventually sell way down the road. Okay. And these things cost uh, You can buy them commission-free, and it's even possible to buy them at zero cost. Fidelity Investments has what's known as Fidelity Zero index funds that you mm-hmm. pay no money at all for their management of it. They s- essentially give it away. Mm. A- and Vanguard, do you have accounts with Vanguard, Schwab, or Fidelity? any of those three
2: uh, yeah i have some vanguard and i have some schwab but um, cuz we get uh, bob brinkers oh i don't know if i could say that's that fine. we get this we get a newsletter that sure. talks about index funds and i didn't know if if it had to be in an an ira that you had to purchase those index no funds no index funds specifically
0: them. work um in a situation like yours where you have no earned income and you can't put money in a roth ira or anything like that that's a situation where doing an index fund is uh, like the, the best choice that's out there to reduce taxes, hold down costs, and have potential long-term growth of your money. So if you're with Vanguard and Schwab, both of them offer ultra-low-cost total stock market or broad market. They, both names are used kind of interchangeably. Funds, uh, there are equivalents for international investing, which many people believe has more long-term promise than U.S.-based You can even split the money among a couple of those, and that would be uh, not safe in the short term, but really smart in the longer term, the window like you're talking about 20 or more years.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com slash ask. And we deal with your questions a number of different ways, including... Joel asking your question for you. Yeah, Clark. Bruce has a question. He says, what TV service do you recommend to replace my cable this year? There is no one service that is best for each person. That's why this has gotten so confusing. And right now we're in the gold rush days where there are a lot more offerings out in the marketplace than there eventually will be. We update our guide to streaming services Uh, virtually every week some parts of it more than once a week and if you go to clark.com we'll take you through the protocol for streaming services for live tv streaming services for on-demand video and then free services so if you go to clark.com you'll be able to look at that menu i'm asked a lot which one we use for live streaming And we use YouTube TV, which I've liked the best of all the ones I've tried. But you may find there's something you like much more. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.